Welcome to Video Vampires with Jessica 10. This is actually number 10. This is number 10. All right, with Jessica. Mickey. And we have two special guests, Heather. Hi, everybody. Uh, you actually, Heather writes for a horror blog, right? Yes. Uh, uh, movies. Website called Horror Movies Uncut. Travis, you are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve. Hi, I'm Steve. Steve. He's, he's been on a few times. Yeah, Steve is. This is my uh, third time on the show. Thank you for special, having me. Our special special guest. Yeah, unexpected. Um, unexpected special guest. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's raining outside. He showed up early. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so real quick before we kind of dive into our main topic, did you see anything recently? I saw Ingrid Goes West. Oh, I was. Gonna, did you see it on Wednesday by any chance? No. Oh, I almost went to that screen. Oh, I was like, I didn't. But was it good? <laughs> I did like it. It's like kind of like a, a a black comedy. It's it kind of reads like a goofy Black Mirror episode, but I liked it. Aubrey Plaza is just kind of like a maniac, and I I pray that she's like this in real life. Like, I just kind of hope that she's like this really beautiful, androgynous psycho. I wanted but to see it really bad. It's really good. It, it makes you think, obviously, about, like, especially people growing up in this age of, like, the self-obsessed mm-hmm. social media age where, like, likes matter, and that's pretty much all you have in life. And, you know, it's, it is really good. Uh, well, What's his name? Ice Cube's son, isn't it? Oh. And he's really cute. I can't remember his real name. Something Jackson, but uh, he's really great in it. Aubrey Plaza's great. Jackson Cube? Is that, <laughs> I was like, is that his, is that his name? name? Is that Jackson name? Cube. His, you know, his, his real last name isn't Cube. <laughs> no. um, Ice Cube. Well, actually, one of the guys from Black Mirror is in this movie, too. Um, Which episode from Black Mirror? Oh, Jackson Mirror? The, the video came one um, yeah. in the newer episodes. Uh, the guy who gets stuck in the house and he's yeah he the yeah the like Hideo Kojima is that his name the one um, that's a video game yeah that's oh, the yeah. episode that's that we're talking about yeah. but it's based off of that guy who made all those like realistic video games he got fired from yeah yeah, yeah that's him yeah he's making that game with Guillermo del Toro which he was and it got yeah. canceled. Death no, they're still ca- no yeah oh. they're still I believe they're still coming out with it yeah Guillermo del Toro's they got kicked from Silent Hills. And yeah, now and now they're making... There was one they were making with Norman Reedus that got canceled, I heard. That was yeah, Silent that was, Hills. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they decided to band together and make And make their movie. own, which sounds ridiculously scary, especially with both of them and their creepy minds. Oh, and Mads yeah. Mikkelsen's in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. is. He's in the trailer um, for the for Death Stranding. If you guys are into video games, you should check it out. I might. But that's all I've seen, I think, recently. Steve? Uh, I saw The Blob the other night. <laughs> here at Mickey's house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> new. Yeah. <laughs> Which one, though? I never... Uh, the, original uh, or the, the original or the remake? The, the, the remake. The superior remake. <laughs> it was so good. It is. Oh, <laughs> so good. It was badass. Matt, See, is it, it's Matt Dillon, right? It's Kevin Dillon. Oh, shit. Who's Matt? Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know there was another Dillon. What do you mean? Like there's, there's one good Dillon and there's Matt Dillon. <laughs> he's got a lion's mane of hair. He's wearing like a cavalry shirt and jeans and he's got his motorcycle in the forest. And yeah. it's just a gory, yeah. graphic, great movie. Yeah, Kevin Dillon is awesome. <laughs> um, actually, it's a great cast. Kevin Dillon, Shawnee Smith. Del Close. Erica Oleniak? 
for a split second. Yeah. Um, Jack Nance from Eraserhead. Art LaFleur. Art LaFleur. I mean, it's a really great... Chuck, oh, because I talked about this during Name Realm Street 3 when we watched that, like the weird technician or the weird orderly at uh, the hospital. The drug the dealer. Hospital. Or- he, was, yeah. like, he was trying to hit on that, hit on the, dr- like, the drug addict. It's not hit on. He's like obviously trying to ply her with drugs for sex. Like you make it sound so, <laughs> so innocent. <laughs> well, I mean, I was going to get to the sleazy part. He's but flirting with her. He leaves, <laughs> and she's into it. He leaves um, He leaves the hospital and goes. He moves to this small town and becomes a... Yeah. Dishwasher in a diner run by Candy Clark too. I forgot about he her. He just can't catch a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he he gets his in the blob. Well, he does catch a break with his sink. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, wow. Yeah, I think we should talk about it. It's great. It's fantastic. It was one of those scenes that when I was telling him the other night when we were watching it that like on the school bus when I was a kid there was other kids talking about the scene in the blob <laughs> with the sink and I was like as a little kid I was like that's impossible <laughs> and then you see it and you're like it's still impossible <laughs> Heather have you seen anything recently oh boy lots of stuff um, probably one that stands out would be the night of a virgin it's a Spanish horror flick nice think about the dorky kid that just tries to get laid on New Year's Eve and winds up with a very old woman in a very oh. scary situation. I, w- I want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. Think of lots of blood coming out of places that shouldn't be coming out of and... Um, uh, from both parties? Or just, <laughs> uh, just, just one. Just one. Okay. <laughs> leaves a lot to imagine. I like it. <laughs> a lot leaves a lot to the imagination, but it's think very about, focused. You're, you're, sit, you're sitting on a toilet and you lady. have the bucket sitting in front of you. I hope that's the rating system. <laughs> two toilets and two buckets in front. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good. It was good. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And Have then, you seen it? I, well, I mean, I, I don't remember if we talked about this in our last episode, but you and I saw uh, Terminator 2 in three days. Okay, I should probably yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. You should point but out me yeah. and Mickey are dating. Yeah, yeah. you guys are yeah, boyfriends. Up. You guys are boyfriends. He's not my boyfriend. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't like labels. We did see Terminator 2. Man friend. It was incredible. Like I getting giddy in the theater to watch something that yeah. you like, have anticipation I for for so long. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I feel like that was the last movie I saw. I mean, which is fine, because that movie was, like, what, 30 bucks a ticket, practically. But well uh, worth it. Well worth it. The 3D was awesome. Yeah. Uh, 3D was fantastic. And we got to sit... We went to the AMC and City Walk, so, like, it's, like... I don't know. They make the whole... You know, like, there's, like, a table you can sit at before you go into the theater and like you can have like your snacks and like there's couches everywhere well, it's just because we showed up 45 minutes too yeah, early. Really <laughs> because like, somebody yeah. didn't read the text message and see that what time the movie was starting so. right mickey yeah oh is that me it was you i sent the text message. <laughs> i think what was interesting it was this was like an atmos so it was like the equivalent of going to like a family member's house and like the chair you're not allowed to sit in you get to sit in is you get to sit in and that's every seat in the theater and yeah. like I, I come in after going to the bathroom and Mickey is like completely prone like he is completely it was like he's in a hospital bed in the movie theater you could have said horizontal <laughs> not prone I'm not gonna lie I forgot which one was which so I was so worried I was gonna say vertical by accident <laughs> Uh, but he was like laying down, and I was like, "We're about to watch a movie, and it looks like we're about to take a nap." Yeah, it was great. Also, I like that. Though. But those are the best kinds of theaters. Because then you can sit up front, though. and you're like, yeah. "Oh." Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I was glad that you know, and because I, I missed out on Jurassic Park, so I was glad that I got to catch Terminator Two. 
we can, we'll actually talk about Terminator 2 later because of certain things that we noticed when we watched uh, the movie that we watched. To yeah, this now. So, um, before we get into the movie, though, we were kind of talking about this uh, before we hit record. Mm-hmm. We were talking about vampires in television and film. Yes. Um, and we had, the, we had a very lengthy uh, dialogue about the... Uh, the acclaimed quote unquote hit <laughs> television show Buck the Vampire Slayer. Alright, let's let's talk about oh, this. Is it a dialogue? It sounded like a bloodbath because everybody was telling you that the yeah, show is absurd. I think it's absurd to call a movie, which is not more than two hours, better than a series that lasted seven years and won multiple awards. Yeah, but just because, again, in my argument for the winning multiple also awards. Yeah, I know. Joss Whedon is very annoying as a writer. <laughs> a feminist uh, false flag <laughs> operation, Joss yeah. Whedon. Yeah. I mean, first of all, but I mean, seriously, like, all of his characters have this, di- I mean, all of them. Not just the yeah, Sunnydale even, or whatever. You would take their, this whole series' best episodes, and it would blow the movie out of the water. Ah. Well, yeah, you could do that. Um, we just, uh... My girlfriend just walked in the door and just saw the house. Hey, Kate. Hi, Kate. Hi, Kate. Make sure that door is closed so the cats don't get out. Um, but yeah, no. Buffy is a great TV series, especially. I can't. I can't. No, tell you. don't let that. Don't let that get in, like, di- like distract you from the point I was trying to make about the TV show not being good. But um, you didn't even watch the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, no, wait a minute. Don't, you shouldn't get distracted because you had a way better point than you <laughs> right? And he's just <laughs> agreeing with you just to agree with you. He's never watched the show. Uh, but so. I, don't, I don't need to. The fact that a, movie, a TV show could last seven seasons is way more of an accomplishment than making one film. And then yeah, I also feel like that, spanning other different kind of like... It stopped, actually, and so many people wanted to see it that they went to another network, the other network bought it, and then continued it on for a couple other seasons because people were so mad about their favorite show being canceled. Like, that's how much people love Buffy. But that doesn't make okay. Just because it lasts seven years does not mean it's a good thing. There's a what lot. Are you of, talking there's about? a lot of shows that last seven years, if not more. But you didn't even are, watch the whole thing. You watched the first. I know season, because like, the, written in '98, right? With the perspective of like a girl entering high school. Like I but, can't but, tell but, you. But that's the thing. Is did she go to college? No. Yeah. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. In yeah. Sunnydale. No. no, they go somewhere it's else. Like outside. I mean, that would be the so real nightmare. If you, you have to watch the show, hometown, but right? something happens. And, and but all three of them go to college them. someplace else. Yeah. The first season. Do they all go to the different colleges? No. No, they go to the same They go to the same college. Well, I mean, but then, oh, that, how convenient. <laughs> they're best friends. <laughs> so they're, they're a team. So they're, <laughs> they're, 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 so they're making Look, their education. Guys, their I think my education would really benefit me if I went to, to Barnard. They're making their choices like, on education based off their friendships. The <laughs> we can all go to upstate Sunnydale. Well, had to no, but, but here's the thing is that one, like, what was great about the movie was that you see her go from being this vapid cheerleader to a fucking badass, you know, vampire killer. In the show, she always seems like, right from the get-go, she seems like, oh, I'm a vampire slayer. Right? Because it takes place after. Okay. And then, do you know how many vampires there were in the first season? Like two. No. There's a lot of there vampires. There was two. It, it just should not have been called Buffy the Vampire Slayer when no, not you're wrong. every episode she should be fighting vampires. She and does fight vampires. Luke Perry should be on the show. <laughs> Maybe there was like Why would he be in her high school? And also, why would he, like why a why teacher, he show up in the movie? Right? Right? Yeah, he'd be, he'd be a like, yeah. 
He wouldn't be. He wouldn't be able to be one of the students unless they'd be like, "Hey, did you notice that?" Narc? Oh, because he wasn't because like, 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 he wasn't forty years old when he did the movie. <laughs> yeah. At that point, if he, I think he was guest starring on Oz at that point. When he <laughs> the vampire no, he wasn't guest starring. Oh, yeah, he was. He was, he was like, he was a preacher guy. He right? did two episodes on Oz and then a third episode later. Spoiler yeah, alert. he was like the. He survived the explosion, guys, at the end of season five. <laughs> there were better vampires in television. Um. Hands down. On television? On television. What other ones? Uh, the Night Stalker. Kolchak? Uh, yeah, Kolchak. I don't remember. All right, so 70s was like the precursor to X-Files. It was um, the dad in The Christmas Story, right? Plays a the Las Vegas. When was this? 1970-something. And you watched it? Well, yeah, is it a TV series? Well, it was a miniseries, and then it turned into a TV series. But he plays a Las Vegas tabloid reporter who finds out that all these prostitutes that are getting killed are the work of a vampire and nobody believes him because it's Las Vegas and it's the 70s and nobody believes in vampires and he has to go up against this threat by himself and it is awesome. Yeah, and, I've never seen and it. And I then absolutely seen it agree. I think the X-Files Trailer Park Vampires episode <laughs> are the best vampires on TV. And then... <laughs> and then... Uh, I think, did I jump the gun? Yeah, you did. Um, what? Oh yeah, no, the, he's right. The X-Files Trailer Park episode with yeah, the vampires, yeah. Bad Blood... Did you watch it? Because I know you said you is had Is that the one with the kid from, from like... Sandlot? Yeah, oh, yeah. Like gold that is, I do yeah. remember yeah. that episode. Hands down the best I've, X-Files episode. I've never episode. followed it, um, but I've had seen like key episodes and that was that one one's, that, that one's I, the yeah. best. It's one of the best written episodes. The vampires are great in it. They're both funny. They're both kind of creepy. Like at the end when they're all swarming the yeah. trailer park. Um, but another vampire in television, and we just we were talking about Toby Hooper last week. Yeah. His adaptation of Salem's Lot, which has got... The oh, scariest I haven't fucking scene. The TV show? Uh, it was a miniseries, but it was a t- on Recently, TV. Recently, though, right? No, no, no. no, 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 no. That was a long time ago. Yeah. I barely, I mean, I kind of remember watching it. They, really? did a minis- they, they redid it in, in uh, the mid-2000s on TNT Isn't with Rob Lowe. Isn't there a show now, too? No. It wasn't his it is, early... It? Was it like... To- Toby Hooper's was the late 70s. Late, okay. Yeah, but there I is a show. I thought it was early show. 80s, but I was like, it's probably... But there was like a very famous scene in the, in the Toby Hooper one that like I feel like so many vampire movies, the Buffy Vampire Slayer movie, all kind of borrowed from, and it's this really, really great scene, and uh, it's where, like, I don't know if you guys have read the book or have seen it, but, like, one of the kids, two brothers, at one point they go out, they go, they're, you know, going home and everything like that, they take a shortcut through the woods, something happens, one of them goes missing. Well, the one that goes missing ends up coming back as a vampire to come after his brother, but it starts off with just, like, little, like, you just hear tapping at the window, and you just see fog, and then the brother kind of comes to the window. It is absolutely terrifying. It was one of the first examples of, like, that that cliche of the vampire at the window, like, flying and stuff like that, and then, like, the Simpsons referenced it in uh, Bart Simpson's Dracula, one of the trios. Oh, really? I remember yeah. That it was so scary. I saw the Salem's Lot for the first time when I was in seventh grade. I ended up sleeping in my little brother's room after that because of that scene. Where did he sleep? He slept in the same room. Oh. Oh, you're talking... Okay, I was mixing up the Rob Lowe one. I was like... I yeah, no, the Rob Lowe... And the Rob Lowe one was garbage. I forgot it was Rob they, they, was they, The thing with the Toby Hooper one is they took the, the vampire yeah. from the book and they made him, instead of, like, how he was in the book, which is, like, talkative, talkative and charismatic, they made him, like, a silent Nosferatu, like, yeah. literally... Like, when, they were, when they did the Rob Lowe one, they kind of kind of were trying to stay true to the book but by doing that they just they screwed up everything else like they made the main character they just they fucked with the characters way too much um the, the priest in the book Salem's Lot who goes on mm-hmm. to become a major character in Dark Tower 
they do a yeah. completely different thing with his character in Salem's Lot, the remake or the the, the two, show. The, yeah, the, the two thousand whatever. And um, a lot of people were pissed off because the Dark Tower books had just started kind of getting around to where yeah, his story was going. Already. And they were like, you fucking it all up. And it is really bad. I mean, like, the sad thing about the TNT one that they did in the 2000s is the cast is pretty fantastic. Yeah. But they're all wasted on really bad material. But the Toby Hooper one from the 70s is amazing. When you say 2000s, is it, that's like... It's but 2004. That's, it's yeah, early, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it, was early, it, was, it was early 2000s. And then... Um, you know, I'm trying to think of other vampires and television. You know what? Well, have you ever watched True Blood? Yes. He I, lo- I love, I love True Blood. I okay, Eric too. Northman is a great vampire character. And the hottest. One of the hottest vampire characters. I never really watched it. I heard that, like, the first season wasn't that good, so I kind of... I know. Like, the first season hooked it, me. Yeah, they, it hooked me also. It's, like, sexy, super violent, yeah. uh, super trashy, also super charming. Everything yeah, about the whole entire thing is good, but I think it's the same thing that people get pissed off about people doing books on shows. It, yeah, like, there was, like, away. a Charlene but, Harris. But it was still good. Is. I never like, read the it, book, Like, actually. after the second season, isn't Lafayette, is, like, they keep him yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. Lafayette is such a good... And he, he died recently. recently. Yeah. So I, I, it's funny, because when he died, I was like, oh, my God, he was one of my favorite characters on TV. Like, uh, Alan Ball, who also did Six Feet Under, started True Blood. And Lafayette is such a good character. He He's, like, for the most part, he's, like, this moral compass of the show and kind of holds these people together as they're going through these, like, ridiculous... Almost galactic adventures Yeah, yeah, and he's just, like, this great character, and it's really sad that... I liked the marketing campaign in True Blood. Before it came out, I remember, like, in Hollywood, there was all these signs for, like, you know, like, advertisements from the show... As if they were real, you know, like mm-hmm. there was some sort of beverage. Like I don't True know, Blood is the the beverage that vampires can drink, so they won't feed on. Humans. There you go. Yeah. yeah, and they were advertising that as if it was like, and it was really great marketing. Um, but I just again, the show just I only caught like, bits and if you pieces. But see, hot people play vampires and werewolves have sex with each other. Like the show's for you. That's and then true. like, but also it's not just them. As creatures having so it's like them using their powers while having yeah. sex with each other. It's like it's the next level of. It's awesome. good. It's like it is. It's just entertainment, you know. Okay. Um, you know what stood out to me? It's not exactly a vampire show, but I feel like Hannibal was the closest. I fucking love Hannibal. We talked something good. vampire related because yeah. I feel like I was just thinking. It's about very it. seductive. Uh, yeah, Hannibal is Dracula. Yes. Um, Will Graham is Mina Harker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne is Van Helsing. Helsing. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one. And, yeah. But like these sort of these archetypes, and it, it always felt like a vampire show because mm-hmm. it always feels like every time they're talking, they're going to kiss or someone's because one person yes. literally consumes mm-hmm. other characters. Yeah. And that to me felt like the close. Like I never saw the Dracula show on NBC with. Oh, Jonathan. I think oh, Kate yeah. watched it and it wasn't that. Totally oh yeah, I, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah Kate gives that thumbs totally down. Totally forgot about that. Yeah, I think I watched the first few episodes and because I like him. I do too. Felt but, like oh mine, but yeah, but that's about all I but like. But sort of the sort of like you said, the seduction and yes. the lure and that sort of dangerous sexuality was mm-hmm. more in Hannibal than I am. I haven't yeah, seen that in any other vampire shows. In, since yeah, then. in a lot. I think another. I'm not sure about TV, but like one of my favorite. Vampire movies is Interview with a Vampire. Really? Yes, I can't help it. I love 
Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt in it are so good, and even uh, Kirsten Dunst she's as not bad. she was great. She's she not, was she, like, she, you know what I'm saying? She's not bad. She's like even, and I'm saying she's not bad in general. She's not great. Oh yeah, but she's but, not bad. They but in this movie, I think she's great. I saw she it for the first time in its entirety, yeah, really? like last year. Yeah, really? and I thought it was, a good one. And I saw it in the theater, but mm-hmm. I had to leave because my mom got well, too even, scared. <laughs> she took I me mean, off. that ties into her, it. Ties into some of sure. our movies um, that we just watched. Well, another another. Real quick, another vampire show that I watched the first maybe season and a half, and I will say right now this is a terrible show, but it's addicting. <laughs> what is, you, it? is the strain? Oh yes, the strain's strain. bad. It's the it's strain. great, it but is. it's bad. Okay, it's, but the the books. I never read the um, books. Okay, well they're great. Um, <laughs> just so you know, okay. but they were written by Gilmore de Toro and, and uh, uh, that Hogan dude, Chuck Hogan. Chuck Hogan. Okay, and the books are great. The first book, like I read it immediately. It was just done. And uh, watching the show. the show, I didn't hate it, but there were some things I obviously hated because when you imagine something from a book, you want it to be so much more. But I will say that the vampires in the show, because he. Every time I read The Strain, I thought of Gilmore de Toro's Blade 2, where, like, they have yeah. those the things, the coming things out of the that neck. Yeah. come out of their neck. The Reapers. Yeah. Yes. And then I watched The Strain, Be and they were more creepy than I can imagine. Well, that's what I was going to say, is that, like, from what I heard, too, the show deviates a lot from the books. It does, it, like, yeah. A lot, Some of, it stays, like, in a main path, but there's different things. Well, I never The first episode, the though, is, like, the pilot episode is actually really creepy, yeah. But it just, because, it, you know, the whole idea of the plane, the, yes, I didn't, you know. and the lights off, and everyone's just. Right, and, and then, like, and then afterwards, and everybody's dead, and the few that aren't dead, like, when they start coming back, it's really creepy. And I, I do like, I'm a big fan of those, you know, shows or movies that show, like, the beginning of uh, an outbreak or something yeah. terrible. Like, all that, you know. How just, it happens. How it happens, right. But it's, it's just the show gets a little too hokey you know like it, but it, that's it does, like part yeah. of its appeal is that it's so cheesy and so pulpy that like you know you just mm-hmm. can't take it seriously and I really love what am I why am I drawing a blank on the actor's name he was the lead uh, uh, yeah the guy bald head Corey, Corey Stahl yes yeah bald head Corey Stahl <laughs> yeah, bald head Corey Stahl yeah I like him bald <laughs> now I like him bald now than with the like you know, the hair the fake guy. hair in the beginning. I know I hated his fake hair but maybe because like, we've seen him bald that we just know that it's fake yeah He's he's a great uh, he's great. Uh, I liked you know Sean Astin had a small part in it. You yeah. know, like the characters a- are so good though in the book. I wish everyone could read it before they watch the show. Well, that's the thing is I feel like the book is probably is is much better and, and whereas the show is really just like it's pulp trash, but it's fun. It's yeah. like you know it's like it's but good they have junk this food. Great like character from you know who, who's lasted from like World War Two been fighting this guy because they have this great backstory of him being like in um, this camp yeah. and then him meeting death and it's so good. I just, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 he's your obligatory well, Van Helsing character but like, yeah, yeah of yes. course. So you recommend it? Yes, I do. Okay. I, oh, the I books would definitely I, recommend the books. I, I do. How, many, how many buckets and how many toilets? Is that right? <laughs> two, two, two buckets, one toilet. Um, real quickly, when we talk about movies, I mean, there's definitely some obvious ones before we get into the one we... Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, there's there's obviously the you know Dracula, Bram the, Stoker's Dracula, yes. the from the nineties. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I re I kind of rewatch it at least once a year. It's so um, good. Because I love Gary Oldman. I love him so much. His you vulnerability, s- like yes. with Mina with Winona Ryder, yes. to me, like I remember as being so young and watching it and being like, he's. How is he the bad guy? Yeah, like, how, yeah. How can I care so much about this person? Uh, who's the I was trying to hear so much. Um, his. Yeah. 
his costume um, from the movie was actually on that Del Toro exhibit at LACMA. And it is so, it's like, so... Which one? Um, the, the menacing. The like the red, red with the red, red armor. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Eiko Ishioka. Yeah. The, the oh my god, designer. it's fucking beautiful. I mean, yeah. you know, it's funny because the, the problem I have with that movie is like, I remember years and years and years and years ago I was watching it. My roommate at the time, she came in, she was like, oh, she just started like shitting on the movie. But your boy's in it. Keanu? Keanu, he's awesome. <laughs> okay, but I'm going to get into that in a second. Um, but um, so like I was, you know, she was shitting on the movie, and I was getting really defensive for the movie. I was like, no, fuck that. This is like actually the closest to the books has been. She had just read the books. I hadn't read the book or read the book. I hadn't read the book in like since I was a kid. So then after I watched it, I reread the book, and I was like, oh yeah, this is like very very different. I mean, like the movie still. Like, the one thing the movie does is brings all the characters from the book into. You know. I mean, they never met each other in the book. But it's, what do you mean? Uh, like, in the book, people are talking about letters and people they talk to, but they no, in combined everyone. No, in the book, and then they combine everyone into the film so that no, they no. actually spend time together. No, in the book, they do spend time. They, these characters are all connected. It's just that in, whenever they do a movie adaptation, they either get rid of a character or they merge characters together, whereas in this one was one of the few times where you actually had all the characters represented. It's just that the you know the problem is that like Lucy is completely different in the book than she in the movie the book she's very yeah, innocent yeah. very virginal in the movie she's Sadie Frost and that's great for for us uh, great for young yeah ten year old me yeah, yeah. I thought it was fucking right <laughs> um, it was I mean, a Friday night blockbuster the, rental I'll never forget the best part of that movie is is easily Tom Waits as Renfield. That's how I heard about. I I saw. I I saw when I when I was a kid because I remember my mom was gonna take me to the theater to see it Mm because I had read the book and then she saw it with her girl gal pals and she's like no. So then I snuck when it came on pay per view. My friends and I watched it and I yet I felt guilty so I called my mom and I was like oh I watched watched Dracula and she was like what'd you think and I started telling her apparently. As a kid, what I found different from the book and the movie. But I remember asking her, like, who's the guy who played Renfield? She's like, oh, that's actually Tom Waits. He's a musician. Then I heard he's a musician. I was like, cool. And then I listened to his music. And then I was like, you know, as time went by, like, I actually started appreciating it. But that's how I first heard Tom Waits was not music-wise, but as this character. This is this Renfield that, like, you know, was probably the best one on film. I think the other... Um, the problem I have with the, with the movie, though, is that you were saying, like, you know, Gary Oldman's so... Sympathetic. Yeah. I romantic. Was, he's a true romantic. Yeah, he's not I like sympathetic. He's a romantic. He is romantic. Because yeah, I was going to say, like, I want to feel bad for for Jonathan Harker when I watch that, but I can't because it's Keanu Reeves is oh so bad God. that yes, you kind of want so bad. History's worst cock block, Jonathan Harker? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Like Seriously, you, you want to feel bad from the like, Romanian rundown, Jonathan. <laughs> um, I mean, everybody's great in that movie, though. Anthony Hopkins is like. I argue that thing. Keanu Reeves is even great in that movie. Yeah, I agree. That would be an yeah. argument. I mean, great for him. Yeah, I think, I think he's doing great work. Yeah. Yeah. I think for one of his movies, it's one of his better ones. Yeah, yeah. I believe him. I oh. mean, I believe that he he definitely cares about what he's doing. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. I don't either. I mean, well, yeah. I, I like him, but I do not like him in that some, movie. Some more um, up-to-date, I guess, Blade. vampire movies. Let the right one in. Um, oh, that's a really good one. The Swedish uh, version. I, I don't even know if the American version is that good. I think it's exactly it's the same. It's actually pretty good. Is it? I mean, I think for a remake, that one is actually who, pretty I, good. Who did the American Matt version? Reeves, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Before yeah. he moved on to the Planet Post, of the Apes stuff? Post-Cloverfield, yeah. pre-Planet yeah. of the Apes, yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Which is one of my favorite Anna movies. And a Lily Poor. 
Has um, anyone seen Thirst? It was the South Korean. Oh, I yes. never saw it. But I loves. Isn't that a... It's not... Old Boy, the... Yeah, it's the same director. Yes, yes, okay, yeah, I did watch it a long time ago. It's really... It's very much in that realm of, like, uh, those type of movies, because it's kind of really creepy and rapey a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I was going to say ponderous, but if you want to say rapey, I But I feel like, aren't all vampire movies kind of rapey? Yes, they are. I kind of think they are. But, um, Isn't that the whole point? But I did watch it. It's actually pretty good, because I think I was going through just his whole catalog for a while, and I was like, I've never seen this movie, Thirst, and I I watched it fairly recently, maybe the last few years. And I remember liking it, but it is, he has transitioned so much from, from that, and it's kind of cute, I guess to say, to watch this, that, and then watch his... Um, newer films. Uh, what else is uh, I thought what we do in the shadows was fantastic. Oh yeah, that was really funny. For I mean, but it's also like there's like there's a great moment in that movie that's actually um, it's where one of the characters is being chased through the house and it's like all done as if it's like one single shot, a yeah. tracking shot. But it's actually really creepy if you think, especially when you realize that like it's like again, it's the trick is that it's all one continuous yeah. shot, but it's not. But like the idea of like him like. Closing the door and like you know taking a breath of air and everything like that and feeling it's safe and then you see a hand come out of his backpack and you realize one of the vampires is, like stuff like that it's really yeah. creepy um, but the movie's fantastic and it, it plays up a lot of like vampire myths like throughout the, the yeah and, and characters throughout the whole entire exactly I mean it's I think it's one of the actually like comedy being it being a comedy side it's like one of the better vampire movies because it yeah. really does take the the tropes and kind of like either run with them in a, in a clever way or go completely opposite direction. I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Like, I knew it was funny and it had good reviews, mm-hmm. but, like, sometimes you just look at something and yeah. you're like, well, whatever. And then I watched it and I did really like it. It's, it's fantastic. Did you guys ever watch Penny Dreadful? Yes. I think you did. You the whole they touch thing. on, like, vampires Bears, a little yeah. bit, but they it is... They touch on, like, the whole entire... Another Abel Korzanowski's score. Okay. Um, But actually, I liked that a lot more than I thought I was going to, too, as Eva Green, Josh Harnett. But that's that's also one author, right? It's kind of like the True Detective season one. It's just one person who wrote the whole thing. Well, I don't know, because I have a bunch of books on apparently Petting Dreadfuls. They they base the show off of basically League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but it's not really... Um, so they call it Penny Dreadfuls, you know, those, those little, little penny stories, stories that yeah. you get. Creepy, yeah. but they have the same characters, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Sure. But it, it, I thought it, it was just one screenwriter who sort of ran the whole show. Oh, did he? Yeah. It was, um, because who, that's why the season name? stopped so short. Let me look. Name? I'm going to look it up. But, it's not John Logan. But no, honestly, no, they're... No, who did... Uh, really good episodes. The guy who worked on Gladiator. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I think you're right. Is it John Logan? I want to say yeah. Uh Everybody's dying. Did you guys look? Uh, yeah, John Logan. Yeah, yeah, because he did stuff on Covenant also, but he like yeah. he spent four seasons on. But he cut. They cut it got cut is, short because really of yes. what came out that he had to stop writing. There's too many things, but but Penny Dreadful is like three seasons. Honestly, most of them are. Most of the episodes are really good. They touch on like this vampire like. Uh, Subject a little bit, and that's pr- pretty much I think the last show that I've actually watched that, that had this in. Uh, Tim Dragon Burton's influence. Dark Shadows. Ooh. Although I, I oh god. <laughs> speaking of TV, I rewatched I I because I, I kind of had this weird obsession with the original oh, soap Covenant. opera. Yeah. I just figured I mean, couldn't remember which, which terrible. one. Yeah. He and stopped working on Penny Dreadful to do Alien. Covenant. I know. Isn't that that's sad? why I got cut so short. Yeah. I'm gonna write I, him be like. Mm. I Mickey doesn't like Alien Covenant. I think it's. I love it. It's I not a one. It's I not a great movie. I, I just thought it. it was super entertaining. The only thing Michael Fassman. 
Michael Fassbender. Oh, Fassbender. Mike, the Michael Fassbenders is great. <laughs> but I, can you imagine if you're you have your dream show and that you're writing it and then they offer you something that you probably worshipped and you can't turn it down. Yeah, you can't yeah, turn it down. I, I you have to it. stop. But then the fact that you have to sacrifice your pet project—not your pet project, but your passion project—like mm-hmm. that's got to be a real challenge. Sure. Um, well, you, were, you mentioned Tim Burton. <laughs> yeah. you even mentioned, if it's a bomb, you're just set for you're fucking like, life. Doesn't even yeah. matter. Yeah. You mentioned Tim Burton's uh, Dark Shadows. I watched the original the soap 70s? opera. The 70s? With the black and the white. Black and, yeah. white. and then I watched the 90s revival, which I remember when it came out. Wait, there was a 90s revival? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the start, the new Star Trek movies, but the guy who yeah. plays Spock's father played the vampire. <laughs> oh, really? It's... I, I can't tell if it's, like, deliberately stupid <laughs> or if it was, like, it was just nobody... Actually stupid. It was actually stupid. But the, it's funny because Dan Curtis, the guy who created the original miniseries, or the original soap opera, did the miniseries in the 90s, which just abruptly ended. So, mm-hmm. like, if you watch it on Hulu, you're like, wait, what the fuck happens next? But Dan Curtis is, like, he's responsible for so much great stuff in the 70s, uh, the Night Stalker being one of them. Yeah. Um... Trilogy of Terror, which I don't know if you guys ever saw. It was three stories. It was a made-for-TV movie, three stories. Karen Black plays a character in all three of them. In all of them, yes. The first two, nobody really gives a shit about, but the third one, where she's being chased in her apartment by that little doll, Mm -hmm. yes, is... Petrifying, <laughs> and like the the last shot of that ep- that mini that episode is just like has been burned into my brain. But he's so he's responsible for all these great things. And then I think he even did a, actually did Dracula uh, in the he did a mini series of Dracula, a TV movie with Jack Palance playing Dracula. That was actually pretty good for if you can get over the fact that Jack Palance is. I imagine that one was very light on the seduction element. No, actually, it was very. It was it was because it was kind of like again, it was like they were kind of riffing off of Dark Shadows, so it was very. Roman- he plays. It was one of the first takes of Dracula as this romantic, brooding, you know, sympathetic villain, as opposed to because because before that it was Christopher Lee who just snarls at the fucking camera, which is great. <laughs> no, that's not true because Christopher Lee was like enraptured by the people that he was. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. No, he wasn't. Your interpretation is way off. And Jack Palance <laughs> is an asexual giant head. I don't think that you've actually seen any Christopher Lee Dracula. I have. He I he doesn't say anything. He just snarls and he growls and he like. He does terrible things to that people. That is a appetite of passion, my friend. Oh my god. Okay. So anyway, let's let's yes. get to the movie. I was gonna say one thing so, we forgot about oh, seduction yeah. is I mean we're forgetting about the hunger. Let's like. Oh Whoa. yeah. <laughs> no. Here we go. On? <laughs> Girl, you ready? <laughs> See, this is why we should have talked about oh, sexy scenes. Yeah, I'm sure there is yeah. one we're missing. Yeah. We're gonna talk about that, but that's gonna be. We could talk about that. Pure sex <laughs> for a while. <laughs> PureSexMovie.com. <laughs> Our new blog. Um, but no, yeah, the fuck, that is a good one. And more comes to mind, obviously, like, oh, throughout. George Romero's Martin. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. you mentioned this. I love you it. saw it recently. And John like, Carpenter's Vampires. Okay, wait, I was going to mention that, but I was like, I'm going to get shit for it because it's not good. It's great, James but Wood. it's terrible. <laughs> it's like, so bad. Like, every, every line of dialogue is fucking awful. Oh, it's from Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn, which I think is actually one of the better vampire yeah, movies. It is, it's one of my yeah. favorites, dude. Jenny Dreho. Yeah. As one of the, uh, Cheech Marin. Mm-hmm. Pussy, pussy, pussy. That guy, yeah. <laughs> uh, George Clooney, which was the movie yeah. I saw, and I was like, that guy's really cool. I want... Yeah, I wanted, like, a tribal tattoo. Yeah, let's do it, dude. But wait, yeah. when I saw that movie and I saw Selma Hayek looking like she did, I was like, this is what I want to grow up to be. Like, I just want to, I want to look like her. 
Like that. If someone was like, "What is your epitome of the perfect woman?" I'd be like, "Salma Hayek." Which is funny because I, I thought her satanico pandemonium. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So she has the snake, and then she's and like, she has the full. And then the like, Quentin Tarantino is wearing foot fetish, but even I hate feet, and I was like, "Shit, that's hot." Well, I was gonna say like, you know, I want I grew up wanting to be like George Clooney in that, and it turns out I'm okay. probably more like Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> a three piece suit with no shirt on underneath, <laughs> just a total badass, you know, like. Um, but Whoa, you mean vampires? <laughs> yes, real vampires. <laughs> well, speaking of which, we should get into our, yeah, our, our movie. Our main Our main movie. movie. So we watched, and this is this is uh, 30 years old now. Uh, oh, shit. 1987's Near Dark, directed yeah. by Catherine, Catherine Bigelow. Um, I want to start off by saying that I know she won the Oscar for The Heart Locker, but I'm pretty sure it was like a... You know, hey, like, we didn't we give it to you for Near Dark or Point Break, so here it is for The Hurt Locker, because come on, I haven't seen The Hurt Locker, it's but like I can't imagine it's as good as your I didn't see it either. It's giving the Oscar to Al Pacino for Scent of a Woman More, instead it, of Godfather, Godfather yeah. 2. Yeah. Exactly. And then that year, Malcolm X, so Denzel Washington get, didn't get the Oscar until Training Day. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's the gimme. Yeah. It's the, yeah, it's, exactly. That's yeah. what Hurt Locker was for, yeah. <laughs> you was Near Dark. The Hurt Locker. I know, I know, it's just that, like, I can't... Imagine Jeremy Renner is as cool as anybody in your dark. No, you're right. Um, that's, a, that's a right assumption. For those listening who haven't seen it, it the plot's pretty simple. Uh, Adrian yeah. Pazdar from uh, NBC's Heroes. Yeah, Nathan Petrelli. There you go. That's so. That was his name. And oh, also, I know. Uh, <laughs> was he on a show called The Prophet? Okay. Also? Oh, yeah. And yeah. he was the rapist in the TV movie uh, with Paula Abdul, like, Touched by Evil. Don't let that sway you guys. He's really, he's the protagonist of Near Dark. He plays, uh, uh, what, like, a, a kind of, like, hick boy from, like, Oklahoma. Cowboy. Yeah, like, cowboy, cowboy, cowboy. Yeah, like, a, a semi-creepy he's cowboy. He's a romantic yeah. cowboy. He's a romantic cowboy with, with date rape on his mind. Um, <laughs> He who meets a girl, a pretty girl. Yeah, uh, she, Jenny. Jenny Wright, who is she's perfect as she like is. this really mousy kind of. But really also horses. also yes, mousy scary. but also very like alluring, alluring but also very you know very intense, very yeah. like yeah. very dangerous you know in a really sexy way. Um, she plays mm-hmm. this woman, this girl that he meets. She bites him. Uh, he starts becoming a vampire. It plays very loose with the vampire myth. There's no fangs. There's no. Mm-hmm. Um, how you turn to a vampire, how you cannot be a vampire, does uh, the change around a bit? But he ends up getting picked up by her kind of Fame. traveling van of like you know her like surrogate family of vampires, mm-hmm. and the, who was, was uh, Lance Henriksen, yes, Jeanette Goldstein, Bill Paxton, all from Aliens, and most importantly oh, the creepy little boy and then, from and then yes, yes, okay, yeah, Joshua you're, Miller you're from a dog. Miller, a dog. Yeah. A dog. <laughs> Joshua Miller, who had who cornered the market for creepy creepy brothers, creepy brothers creepy, in yeah. yes in in eighties movies. He was in Rivers, yes. River's Edge. He yep. played uh, the creepy fact, brother. The creepy <laughs> brother, and, and and I feel like he plays the same character in Near Dark just as a vampire. And Teen Witch. He's basically yeah. the creepy brother. There you go. And so angry. Yeah. Always like, just little, so angry. Aggressive little angst. shit. Well, here's yeah. the funny thing about uh, Joshua Miller is his father uh, was Jason Miller. Who played uh, Father Karras in The Exorcist? Oh, really? His half brother. I did not. Was Jason Patrick, or is Jason? Was Jason no. Is Jason Patrick? What happened to who wherever we're talking about? Josh Miller Josh or Miller? Jason Patrick? Uh, neither of them. They're fine. Interesting. <laughs> uh, interesting they're fact fine. about that. They're though, both that vampires. While Josh Miller was doing uh, Near Dark, Jason Patrick was doing The Lost Boys. So oh. that's a weird, that's a little weird connection there. Um, you know what I love about Near Dark is still how influenced it is in, in uh, so one of my favorite comic books is Preacher. Yes. Which pulls these characters, if you've never read Preacher, 
you should, and then shit on the show because it sucks. Uh-huh. But um, oh, Cassidy who's being a is basically now? Bill Paxton. Oh, but have she's absolutely right. It? I don't even need to see the show. Oh, no, you no. don't. Yeah. It's yeah. Have you watched it? No, I agree. I, I probably terrible. agree with you, but whenever An I make an argument. entire fucking season to get to it the is, yes, uh, to it is, uh, And it's yeah, so infuriating. Yeah. No, oh, I hate it so much. Oh, I hate it so what much. What a suck up you are. Um, but, <laughs> but Cassidy is basically yes. Bill Paxton. And then also the Saint of Killers, which is one of the best characters of all time. Lance Henderson. You can't, he's like one of the, yes, the, the Saint of Killers is Lance Henderson. Um, even him drawn, Steve yeah. Dillon, looks like Lance Henderson. You just see him in this this comic um, and it sucks that Lance Henderson just didn't get to play him in the TV show because he would have been perfect. Yeah, uh, I mean, here's the cool thing about the, like Lance Henderson especially is that character. He plays the the kind of the patriarch of this weird vampire family that travels around. He's, he was so dedicated to, to this part that he likes stating character. Yeah. There's a story that Bill Paxson tells where, um, or maybe it was Lance Henderson, one of them tells the story, but uh-huh. they're both driving together and they're in costume, and Lance Henriksen's in character, and they get pulled over by the cops, and Lance Henriksen stays in character and intimidates the fuck out of the, co- uh, yes, the, the police officer. I, love it. I don't know if he, I don't remember if the story ends with him getting a ticket or not, but the story, the, the punchline story is that the cop is terrified of Lance Henriksen because Lance Henriksen will not leave character. Uh-huh. Um, they would great. also run drills, you know, like if you watch the movie when they're in the van, they'd start like, you know, or they go into a new yeah. room, they start like, you know, duct taping, like, foil across the windows. They would do drills where, like, they would be, like, he would, like, time them, like, this is how long we've got before sun up, you know. Oh, let's, man, that's perfect. Um, I mean, it... Well, also, um, not only that, but have you read Dr. Sleep, Stephen King? Yes, the, it's very much... It's very much... Yeah, I, uh, I can't help dark. but think of the characters in Near Dark when I read Yes, that. right? In fact, I wish Dr. Sleep was not a sequel to The Shining. But that was a sequel to Near Dark. Or a sequel to Near Dark, yeah, yeah because it's fantastic. <laughs> or they just make a movie out of Dr. Sleep, but just remove yeah, the, the but Shining still references. still just pull references from this movie, and yeah. it was 1987, uh-huh. and even still, we hear this trickle down of, like, people, you know, you, you see how heavily it's influenced. Actually, you- Eric Redd, um, who was the screenwriter, he, um, he wrote The Hitcher, Oh, yeah. Which it takes place in a very similar... Um, dreamlike sort of... Dreamlike, world. but also, but like, yeah, dreamlike Midwest. You know, well, Oklahoma, it's Texas. Mid, it's like this, these lands of highways. It's like there's... the middle of nowhere, yeah. driving down the highway. You hit these little towns that are uh-huh. absolutely yeah. nothing. Right. I, what I, it reminded me of is I actually think that Near Dark captured something that Lost Boys sort of promises but doesn't deliver which is this idea of once you are turned, the night time becomes this world, this gigantic playground to you. And they right. explore yeah. it in Near Dark in a way that when the day comes, we lose everything that becomes important to yeah, us. Yeah, I agree And like all of this freedom. So this idea of running drills, like they instill this value of the dark and of the night in a way that Lost Boys... We never, yeah. we never go to Neverland in Lost Boys. There's also... But every time they, they get to survive at night in, lo- in near dark, it is a playground. It is this world that they... Like, a, he even... She's so holding night, him by the hand and they're running out and it's yeah, like... Yeah, but she, but she has a great line, which is also, I think, a tagline movie, which is the night has its price, where it's like... Yeah. Um, yes, you get this entire... You get a lifetime of this world, but you have to become... Or you have to... Not become, but you have to um, succumb to your instincts. Yeah. Well, because that's the whole thing is that he doesn't want... He's he's becoming a vampire. He is a vampire, but he doesn't want to kill anybody. And her and her 
like I said, vampire clan. They 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 are constantly being like, you you have to do this, or you can't be a part of uh, our family. our family. Yeah, and they they really do. It. And Jeanette Goldstein, who is so great in Aliens as Vasquez, yes. she plays a very similar character, but also like she really amplifies the maternal part. You know, like she's still playing a mom. She's figure, always, but she's, she's a bombshell. Like, I think she's this bombshell sort of maternal character. I think what well, the the night has its price. Rarely do you get to see the value of what that price like. It's yeah, like the price will, the payment will come due, but that value is so important. Like in Interview with a Vampire, and walking through the garden and him seeing sure. the world in a new way. I feel like that. Rarely do you get that in a vampire film, and that like. It's not just the energy you get from blood. It's that the wor- you now have an entire new world to you that you didn't know about. Yeah. And anytime they explore that, I always think that's so exciting. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, it's really, really thick on atmosphere, very heavy. And, um, yeah, I mean, the cinematographer, I looked it up because I was like, you know, one thing I, I, have, I noticed about Near Dark is that somebody, like, as you know, somebody who wants to make films and, like, is, he wants, you know, wants to get behind the camera again and all this stuff, I, I feel like Catherine Bigelow makes nothing but perfect choices yeah. throughout the entire movie like uh, her, cho- her like her choice of uh, cinematographer and like the way the see- the, the shots that she has planned you know uh, the pacing mm-hmm. um, the atmosphere which I mean they all kind of like there's this great scene where Adrian Pazar's walk he's like he's like yes like hobbling down the street and it's just so like and there's like you see the aliens marquee which is a reference to the fact yeah. that you know a you know Aliens was I think was just out when they were filming, but also that Catherine Bigelow went to James Cameron. And this is before they were married for a brief time. She's like, "Do you mind if I grab these? Pe-? You know, like I I want to cast these three people at, in my movie." And, yeah. And they ju- and and, and you you can't not draw the comparison to Aliens, you know, because well, the other James Cameron uh, references Adam Greenberg, who is the cinematographer, also a cinematographer for Terminator, Terminator Two. Yeah, which um, makes sense because a few other. Um, Cameron films, I think, but I don't, it's funny, because Terminator 1, yes, like, there's a really great atmosphere, but I feel like, um, there's not as much atmosphere in Terminator 2, it's very much... Wrong! <laughs> Alright, absolutely, <laughs> argue, argue with me. <laughs> right, I'm not gonna argue with you, I'm gonna blow you out of the water. Blow me out of the water. That entire the film is based around the idea of metal and the future, and no. the yeah. hope. No. The entire blue, one, the yes. entire blue tone of the second What are you talking movie? about? Yeah. You, you, did you say there's no there, atmosphere there, in there, Terminator there, 2? There's, there's less atmosphere in Terminator 1. Terminator 1 is Halloween. Terminator yes. 2 is a is a color show. Yeah, Termi- blue no, and no. They're, they're Terminator 1 is drenched in atmosphere. The tech noir bar. One scene. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. The fucking scene in, in when when, when uh, Kyle Reese first shows up and he's running through that department store and like he, he mugs that, home, that homeless guy and like... <laughs> yeah. It's like a B movie. No, my God. No, I agree. You guys are wrong. Terminator. No, we're not. You guys are wrong. (laughs) Terminator (laughs) One is unremarkable in terms of a color palette. It is is, pacing is wonderful. Action, Mm -hmm. suspense, great. It is drenched with atmosphere. But a visual, a visual component. Terminator Two. You feel like that. You feel like that world exists in its own. Like that. In Terminator Two. In Terminator One. No, you're wrong. Terminator Two is just too polished. It looks great. No, it looks too polished. Anyway, near dark is that. Perfect middle ground. <laughs> they just nail it. They get it right in near dark. Um, the score, Tangerine Dream. Yes. Never. I don't we, think I've ever done a bad score. No. Even if the movie itself is terrible. It's bad. The score. The, is the score. Yeah. And this score is fantastic. Um, 
Jenny Wright is definitely like the best part of this yeah, movie. And her. what the fuck happens to her? She like she after this, she does a few more movies. She does an episode of Matlock. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, is that yeah? Matlock is the one with uh, Perry Mason. No. In, oh, is that Perry Mason? Who's the one with Andy Griffith? <laughs> no, it's that's Matlock. I think you're right. <laughs> See, this is why you throw me off. You, you get me distracted. Yeah. And, uh, get you distracted with the uh, truth. Um, so she does an episode of Matlock. Yeah. She does Lawnmower Man. She does Young Guns 2 and then Lawnmower Man. And then she like disappears yeah. for like 10... She did a short film like in 2007. That was it? it? Really? Yeah. And she's fantastic. Sometimes people just take a step back. It does. We don't have to pretend that there was some horrific tragedy. That uh, you know, they just, no, they no, just, it's just that, up. They're like... Well, not give up. It's that I mean, she like, was so... Yeah. Or they have she's so fantastic that like, there's so many... I feel like she blows so many other actresses out of the water. And she's not like... We're not talking... She's not doing Shakespeare here, but she's like... There's something about... like She's got a very specific presence that is very like alluring and very like sexy and very believable. Her look. Huh? I said I think it's her look. I, think I don't really think it's her acting. Her acting is not bad at all. Like, I mean... There's I'm a, not saying it's bad, but I'm not saying it's like mm, something great. There is a I can't. She well, also has this like innocence about her. Yeah, yeah she's, but but that she's can, beautiful and she's very demure. But there's a scene. Uh, yeah, where, I think, but you think but it's, it's an inherent sort of ability. I wouldn't say it's the acting. But I, think I think that she just has that. There's energy. something yeah. that she yeah that she sort of evokes in with her performance, but also her specifically. But there's a there is a part, and I'm trying to remember which part it was in the movie that I just it caught it right away, where it's like. She does. She's got a very innocent way about her, but then, like, right before somebody is going to get killed, and I don't know if it's going to be her that does it or if it's going to... I don't know if it's the truck driver that she ends up killing, but there's a smile that, like, kind of crosses her face when she, like, when she's about to, like, do this awful thing. Yeah. And it's so kind of off-putting, but in the best possible way. And it's, like, I think the fact that she can play, like, innocent, sweet, but also, like, ruthless killer... And just be able to go flip-flop back and forth between that. It does, it says a lot about her acting. That she can do that and make you believe it both times, you know? Sure, yes. Um, for the... For she, the I think, I mean, I mean, Lance Henriksen is, he's, he's, he can, he's good in anything. He's good in anything. He just looks... Bill that, that family, yeah. like, when they're in the hotel, like, all as soon as, together, when they're yeah. all together and they've accepted him, I'm just like, every time I'm like... Oh God! It can't last, can it? It can't. It's never gonna be this good again. And then Joshua Miller brings in his little sister. Ah, oh, shit! Oh, but yeah. when Bill Paxton and Lance Henriksen are playing cards, and then they like they pull guns on each other, yeah, it's just it is so playful and badass and scary yet comforting. It's just this. Well, you forget for a second that this is a family of killers. Yeah, they're just know? hanging. Okay, out. here's the thing, though. In all vampire movies, vampires last. Eternity. They're basically immortal. Sure. With obvious, you know, um, things. But then they have this view on humanity. It's like, yeah, you're, it's, I never really thought of it as like a moral thing. Like if I'm a vampire, yeah, I'm gonna feed on humans. Their lifespan is so much shorter than mine that they really don't matter. Sure. Their, yeah, like, their life, you, their li- entire life is like, just boom. a blink. Yeah, and if you're an immortal, the time, then yeah. like it really shouldn't matter and you view people as we view but that's it's what's, prey. I think, yeah, that, I think that's what's you. great about this movie is that you have Adrian Pazar's character who's just being initiated in this world and he doesn't want to let go of Humanity. you know yeah, yeah and, not yet of course and and there's something and because of that that more that lack of moral compass there's a few scenes that really get under my skin really badly in this movie and I watch it like really in a creepy way and one of them is that entire bar sequence but not so much like the action bar sequence is 
again, Joshua Miller just kind of singing along to the music <laughs> while, like, yeah. some these horrific things, that this massacre is yeah. happening. I mean, everybody in the bar gets wiped out except for James Legros, yeah. um, who jumps out, a window. jumps out a window and goes on to Point Break. Um, <laughs> no, 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 he narks big time. He narks big yeah. time, but then yeah. he goes on to Point Break. He moves to L.A. and becomes a surfer and all of, you know, whatever. Um, but, but everything turns out okay for him in Point Break, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, cool. <laughs> he, uh, he gets away, right? Yeah. You're cold because you're dying. <laughs> um, but no, like, uh, but the idea Jeez, of, like... Jeez, take it easy, Utah. <laughs> with the idea of, like, of Homer, or of the character Homer, like, just being, like, you, you forget that, like, oh, that's a, that's a little kid. Like, he's so good. He's also really good at playing this old vampire in a little yeah, boy's body. But when, in that moment, you're like, oh, yeah, he's still a kid. Like, he's still playing, you know, he, you're reminded, like, there's this kid in the middle of all this carnage, and which is great. And speaking of carnage, um, did you, we, we all caught it, but when you and I watched this a few months ago, Steve, did you catch the guy who he's fighting with in the bar? Yeah, so the guy from Terminator 2. The guy yeah. from Terminator 2. The superior Terminator yes. <laughs> The superior <laughs> Terminator The film. only reason you prefer Terminator 1 to Terminator 2 is because Terminator 2 is more popular. That's not yeah. true. It's absolutely it might that's be not true. true. Yeah. That's not true. Terminator 1's a better, is, is a scary movie. No, you no. like Terminator 2 no. before anyone else did. You like Terminator <laughs> no. 2 when it was cool. No, I'm saying Terminator 1 is a better movie. I'm sorry. It's not a better movie, though. It is. There's nothing about it that makes it better apples than apples and oranges. This is Terminator a, 1 is a better off. horror film. Terminator 2 is an action film. There you go. I agree. Right? Except yeah, I don't know why people I agree, so I don't know why it's so bad for me to prefer the horror movie. Than the action film. I think the problem is just that you're wrong. That's, that's what's so bad. This is cute. <laughs> well, that was our episode. You're not going to my pool anymore. Um, Wait, do you have a pool? Yeah, dude. What the fuck? I, Why do we not know about this right now? I, we were right supposed now. to be recording this is bullshit. in the pool. This is it. Yeah. Last episode, because Mickey never told me he had a pool. Goodbye, video vampires. Uh, I'm just trying to think of what else we had to... <laughs> We had to go with before I can get in the pool. Uh, <laughs> it is really hot in, in LA. Right in now. Los Angeles. Who is the cinematographer? Right uh, Adam Greenberg. Uh, that scene where they come over the hill yes. right before oh, yeah. they go to the bar. Like, it's, it's on the VHS cover. We I talked think. about it on episode one. five. Yeah. Yeah. It is a perfect shot. But it's just a pack of wolves but coming that's what into I mean. the yeah. light out of the darkness. It's foggy. There's, there's yeah. like one light shining on them. You can't really make them out. It's, it is great. Yeah. But I guess that's, the, that's what I was trying to say is that I, there's not a shot Spectres. in that movie yeah. that I find to be... Like, there's every shot's perfect in that movie. I mean, that like the cinematography in that movie is, for, for, the, for what the story is, is flawless. Yep. Um, and then, you know, the writing is really economical. Like, it's, you know, it's really, you know, it, you get all of the, the characters within that first scene when, like, you know, when they first pick them up and they hijack them and everything and you're listening to them all interact with each other. Like, you know, uh, Josh and Miller's like, do you have any idea what it's like to be a, an old man or a, a, a old, yeah, an old man in a small body? And then yeah. Bill Pax is like, you know, you know how it's like to have to hear it all the time? It's like, you get everybody's dynamic, you get everybody's role in this family and then, um, and it's all in the writing. They're, they're yeah. never, you never get like, you know, hi, my name is Homer and I am a, you know, it's like, it's all comes in there like their way they interact with each other. It's just fantastic. Some people feel like the end's a cop out. I don't. I really like. Who thinks the there's a, there, If you go on the internet, a lot of people are like, oh, the, the, I don't. The, I don't the, think blood, it's a cop out the blood transfusion part and like, oh, it's that simple. Like the, the finale. But what I like about the ending is that it kind of leaves a lot open ended is that. You know, Jenny Wright's character is 
she's been killing people for what two years, and she's yeah, kind only of a few and years she's in, but she's been also been enjoying it. Like you can tell she gets it, and now she suddenly has to readjust to regular regular life. life. Oh, now near dark too. Also, it's against Dennis her will. Sheriff character coming to <laughs> yeah. And let's talk about how yeah. how Daddy. Caleb gets turned to a vampire in the first place. He refuses to drive her home. Yeah, I hate this part. Kiss. Yeah. It's a kiss. Um, she's like, please, she's so frantic and like scared. Yeah. And she's like, please get me home. And then he's like, I'm not gonna get you home until you kiss me. And he stops the car and it's like, that is very forceful. Yeah. <laughs> and so we get, and so like that's, I, I, it's always hard for me to really, you know, embrace him as a, as a protagonist. Yeah, because, feel bad for him and yeah. any of this. Yeah. He um, this all to himself. Yeah. yeah. Your I love his dad, Tim Thomerson. Yeah. That. I like the little sister's really good. She's got, you know, um, a bit of sass. Go back to that horse running on that concrete at the end of the movie, too. That seems a little rough. Sure. Just <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I hate horses, too. I absolutely hate them. But I, I actually, you know, it's funny because um, I read, I had jury duty on Friday. And um, I was just sitting there doing nothing on my computer. And I found uh, a, tr- I found the treat. that Eric Red wrote, wrote a treatment about 10, 15 years ago for what he, what Near Dark 2 would have been. And I started reading it. Like, I got really? like a page or two into it. And I just was like, you know what? Huh. This is never going to happen. Yeah, no. why? So I'm just going to stop reading it. But, like, it was going to take... Pl- it was going to still have Adrian Pazar's character and um, Jenny Rice's character in the very beginning. And then they would get killed off. And it would focus on their kid getting abducted by another family of vampires that's connected to, you know, the vampires in, in, the, in the movie. And his sister is now older. And she's... You know, which is funny because when we were watching, I was like, "His sister's gonna have so much fucking therapy." Like watching her yeah. brother like get burned alive, you know. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I I really think Near Dark is one of the definitely one of the best movies in '87. Definitely one of the best vampire movies. It may not be my favorite or the most fun. You know, like I think it's, it's a, that and Lost Boys are probably my two favorite of the year. Yeah, they really. Say I, I yeah. Fright Night's always gonna be hold a special place in my heart. Um, oh, yeah. And uh. but it, what I say is that like. Fright Night's fun, and I, I, I love it. It's not as good of a movie as Near Dark is. Yeah. I enjoy watching Fright Night more because I, I, I can, like I said, I can have fun with it, but Near Dark is just like as a movie, as a, it's perfect, you know? Um, it is one of the few perfect uh, horror films of the seven, of the ni- uh, 80s. 80s. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever decades, 70s, 80s, 90s. Um, out of all. Out of all, the se- yeah. out of all the vampire movies in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, I would actually say Near Dark is uh, pretty perfect. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny, too, and I'll, I'll close on this, is that, uh, you know, when Twilight became really big, and uh, they re-released <gasps> Near Dark. Edward. Huh? Nothing. <laughs> I didn't say anything. No one heard me. Team Paz Dark. Uh, <laughs> when they, what was I talking about? Team Henriksen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah fucking right. Team Paxton. Um, They're on the same side, dude. Yeah, but pa- one of them's got to, you know, take control of the group at some point. <laughs> um, no, when, when Twilight came out, they tried to, you know, they reissued um, Near Dark on DVD, but they completely changed the cover. Did they? To make it look... Know? Like Twilight, where no, and it's funny because Lionsgate was the one. I think Lionsgate owns Twilight too. But Do like they really? the cover of is Adrian Pazdar's character is like kind of hovering over uh, Jenny Wright's character, and he's oh, like, no. but his skin is kind of that bluish, palish blue, which it never is in Near yeah. Dark ever. He just looks like he's sick and dying. Yeah, yeah. there is a, not, yeah. one of the best parts in Near Dark is that they really liken the vamp like vampirism to drug addiction. Yeah, like yes. the scene in the, the the bus stop where he's like jonesing and he's like. It's fantastic, but yeah. So I just think it's funny that they were really trying to make it like they were trying to sell it as a Twilight type movie when it couldn't be anywhere 
but you know, different than Twilight. Yeah, that's funny. I hate Twilight. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Like, it's, it's not. Almost like you but just, I do. It's like entertaining. Um, well, shout out to Jeanette Goldstein. Jeanette Goldstein actually owns three uh, bra shops. Obviously, she's a big breasted lady, and she caters to those big breasted ladies. My girl, holding double it down D's. for those, yeah, double D and above. So she actually will fit you, and like, <laughs> it's a real thing. She's great. I really enjoy that she opened these stores um, after, but she does. She caters to the big, finally, big women. Finally, a bra so. store for me. I was yeah. about to say, finally, <laughs> a, uh, that's a sponsor She'll size you should get for the it's, show. That's it's cool. real, though. Yeah, that's really cool. My girl holding it down for those BB. Yeah. BBGs. <laughs> Wait, but you know what's weird is that I'm sorry. What, what does BBG stand? It's like baby girl. Okay. <laughs> I thought the G was like for gazangas or something. Yeah. All right, so this is only the last episode. Of yeah. on. <laughs> Any chance I get to say it, I will. So, thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that's a cool. That's a good shout out, and it also fits yeah. with the movie. You know, that's yeah. She's in it. She's yeah. Big um, this weekend, uh, Burbank. Slashback video that's going to be on Saturday. You should go check it out. It's not on fire. In Shut show. up, Jess. I didn't think of that. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it's happening. Um, <laughs> we got it coming out on oh. the weekend, um, which I know you're really looking forward to because you love clowns so it's gonna much. Be so good. Has anyone gone feeling? to the Nibolt no. Nibolt? No. It's no. My friends. A bunch of my friends have. I, I heard saw it's that. Good. I won't. I, I heard it's good. I heard it's real good. Eric, it's who's free. on episode seven, has gone yeah. check out his Instagram message. But it's like, it, the only problem is that all the online reservations are done. So now it's just walk-ups. So and just stand outside. If you Ooh, are if you're in the Los Angeles area right now, you know how, how deadly that is, just being outside and getting covered in sweat. And uh, and we also don't have those silver slugs anymore, right, gals and guys? Yeah. <laughs> right? Good night, everyone. <laughs> um, say goodbye to Steve. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Uh, Next time, 7 o'clock. <laughs> Good night, Good. friends, and see Thank you, you Heather, time. for... Yeah, Heather and, and for Steve, our me. special, special guests. And uh, this is, yeah, episode 10. Yay! 10 episodes in. So we'll be back in, uh, not next week, but the week after, and uh, yeah. Some, yeah, more goodies. More goodies. All right, guys, goodbye.
yourself some time, son. Like damn, this is my family. Let him go. 